Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 526. Today we're going to take a look at Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu. So this is the newest game in the Pandemic line. Uh, so it kind of uses the same similar system to base Pandemic, uh, but it definitely does make some mechanical changes and obviously the theme of it has changed quite a bit. So players are investigators uh, trying to close four gates. And so instead of curing four diseases, you're trying to close these four different gates. Uh, it all takes place in these various towns, so Arkham, Innsmouth, uh, Dunwich, and so on. And you are going to be dealing with cultists and shoggoths, which are like these sort of medium-sized demons. And then also the old ones are going to exert their presence over everything. Uh, and finally, you may actually reveal Cthulhu, at which, which point you've uh, lost the game. So let's go ahead and jump into how it looks and how it works. And the reason, the reason I mentioned looks is because the presentation and the art of this game actually is really well done. So I just want to make a mention of that now. Uh, but then we'll talk about the my review at the end. Just wanted to do a quick component mention before I get into uh, the mechanics of the game. Here's the box cover, of course. And then we have the rule book here, which is a very nice kind of... Uh, obfuscated sort of illustration there and the illustrations and the design of the rule book itself is actually pretty nice too. Uh, it is actually very easy to follow and read. Uh, maybe some of that has to do with having played Pandemic a whole bunch but uh, it is very nicely laid out so I'm glad they kind of took the extra care uh, in terms of you know the presentation. They certainly did mail it in. There's a couple of examples and there's nice sort of details and they call them the fine points here just sort of uh, Further explanations of the, some different cards and effects and things. Uh, I'll show you the board, of course, in a second. And then it's kind of kind of a nice, almost uh, over-the-top insert. We've got spaces for each of your investigator minis here. So I think they have sort of painters in mind. So if you wanted to do a really nice job on these miniatures, you can kind of leave them in their own little compartment there. And then here we have the Shoggoth minis. And these are sort of generic demons, but these are really funky shaped and everything. And I do kind of like the teal color here. And then you've got other components. You've got this nice sort of translucent die. This is the sanity die, which you'll be rolling. Uh, but let's go ahead and set the game up. So here's the board, and you can see we've got four separate towns. Arkham, Innsmouth, Kingsport, and Dunwich. If we kind of zoom over here to Arkham and Dunwich, you can see these have different colors here. So Arkham's got green, Dunwich is in yellow, and you can see the gate in Arkham and the gate here in Dunwich that you're trying to close. And you go ahead and take these four gate tokens here, and then as you close them, you'll mark them off here and then they, that gate will be closed and no longer accessible for any of the old ones or whatever to come through. Speaking of the old ones, we have this deck of cards here with a variety of old ones. Now you're always going to put Cthulhu here face down up in this spot right there. So if you ever reveal Cthulhu up there, then the game is over. Then you're gonna take and shuffle the rest of these up and then go ahead and lay these out here on these various slots. And various things uh, during the course of the game will actually reveal these. And these are gonna have various bad effects that hinder the investigators during the game. So as an example here, if we were to reveal Dagon, you will place one cultist on each gate location. That's a one-time effect. Or has uh, Neuroloth, that it says investigators may no longer do the use gate action. So this has got a little infinity symbol, and that means that it's always on effect. And then here, just another example here is Zazoth. He has removed three cultists from the use, unused supply. And so you're going to have these cultists here coming out onto the board. And think of these sort of like the disease cubes in Pandemic. Uh, and if you ever have to put one of these on the board and there's nothing to put on the board, then that's one way for the players to lose the game. 
So I've talked about one way to win the game, that's close all four gates. I've talked about two ways to lose the game, that's revealing Cthulhu. The other one is running out of the cultists. Another way to lose the game is to place, have placed all your Shoggoths and have to place another one. That's another way to lose the game. If you go through the player deck of cards, which I'll explain in a minute, uh, without winning the game, then you're going to lose. These cards will be shuffled up and put face down here. Uh, there's a little bit of a makeup to how you do this in terms of how you see the deck, which I'll explain in a minute. And the last way for players to lose is if they go insane. So let's just pretend we're playing a three-player game here. I'll take these three minis out. And then we're gonna put these fellas here onto the train station spot. So all these folks here just arrived and they're ready to do some investigating. Now each player will also take a roll card. So you've got the magician, the hunter, the occultist, the detective, the reporter, and driver and so on. And this number here is gonna show you the number of actions that you get on a turn. This is usually four, but the doctor gets five. And then you have a little special ability here. Now players are also going to take four of these sanity tokens and they're going to have them so once you lose all four of these then you're going to be insane at least temporarily and you're going to flip over the card and you're going to be down in action and you lose that action immediately if you if this happens in the middle of your turn so you, in this case you'd be down to three actions and then your special role ability will change uh, sometimes in an interesting way so It'll basically be the same sort of thematic role, but you'll be slightly hindered and so on. So you're gonna take one roll card for each of the players. And then we're going to take a little player aid card here. This shows you all the actions that you can do. And then on the back here, it talks about the sanity to die, when you must roll the die and so on, and what happens with going insane and regaining sanity. So the next part of setup is to shuffle this summoning deck. We'll go ahead and put that here. And similar to Pandemic, you'll flip two cards off the top. And then these two locations here, will get three of these cultists. So we were dealt out the church and farmstead. So we'll put three here at the church and then three here at the farmstead, like so. We'll do two more cards off the deck and we'll put two cultists, two at the wharf, two at the police station. So two down here at the wharf and two down here at the police station. And then finally two more cards and then we'll do one cultist at each of these locations. And we'll take and we'll discard those into the discard pile for that deck. And then we're going to shuffle up the player deck here. And you can see these just match the town name. So there's all the green Arkhams, the blue Innsmouth, and so on. We're going to take a certain number of relics based on the number of players. And these are kind of like your special action cards. You're going to shuffle these into this deck. And then you're going to deal three cards to each player in case of a three-player game. Uh, but that's going to vary. And then you're going to leave the rest of the relics that you didn't shuffle in off to the side here. Players can uh, get at these in some, some ways that I'll show you. Then after you've dealt all the players the cards, then we're going to divide this into four equal piles, or relatively equal piles, and then shuffle into each of those piles this Evil Stirs card. And then this will trigger some different nasty effects in the game when these are pulled. Now the turn flow is very similar to traditional pandemic. Each player is going to take four, maybe five or less actions. And then you're going to draw two cards here off the player deck, add them to your hand. They've always got a hand limit of seven cards. You can't go above that. You've got to discard immediately if you would. And then you're going to reveal summoning cards and this is going to bring out more of the cultists. But let's talk about the actions first. So one thing you could do is you could actually just walk and move one adjacent spot here. 
So you could go from point to point to point, and that would be one action for each movement. Now let's say you were here at the diner, and this is actually a bus location. So each town has a different bus location that you can go to. Now if you discard a card at this location, then you can move to that town. So if we're at this bus location, we can discard the Dunwich card to move immediately down here to the Dunwich bus station. Now if we were in Dunwich, we could discard the Dunwich card to move to any of the other town's bus locations. Now let's say we were at a gate. If you're at a gate, you can move to any other town's gate location. So we can immediately move way up here to the blue gate location all the way up here. But you have to roll a sanity die anytime you do that. I'll explain the sanity die in a minute, but there's several things that are gonna trigger that and I'll explain those as we go. Now, if you are at a location with some cultists, you can use one of your actions to remove a cultist. So removing both of these would cost two actions. If you are at a location with a Shoggoth, it will cost you three actions. You gotta spend all three of those actions and then you can remove this. Now, the thing to know about the Shoggoth is you, if you ever move into its location or it moves into your location, you've also gotta roll the Sanity die. But when you defeat a Shoggoth, you can go here and draw the top card off of the Relic deck that we left at the side of the board at the beginning of the game. So you can use the slaying of the Shoggoth to get you some cool special power. Now, these cards can be played anytime so they can be played on other players turns there's actually an old one that prevents that so you can only play it on your turn but most of the time you can only play these or you can always play these on anybody's turn however whenever you play one of these again you have to roll the sanity die next you can trade cards with a player now if you are at the same location as a player you can always trade or take actually a single relic card you can also trade or take a card matching that city. So here we're in Arkham, so we can give or take uh, for a single action an Arkham card. Now finally, if we are at a gate location here, you can discard five of the cards matching that town, and then you can then seal that gate off. And then when you do so, you get to move one cultist from each location in that town. So I could take one cultist from each of these locations and get rid of it. You've done your four actions, you'll then of course draw two cards off the top of this deck and add them to your hand. Again, you have a hand limit of seven cards. But if you draw one of these evil stirs cards, then you're in for some badness. So the first thing you're going to do here is roll the sanity die. So let's talk about sanity die real quick. Now when you roll the sanity die, you've got a couple of options. You've got a blank face, which is good. You have these sides here, which will cause you to discard one of your sanity tokens. And then you've got a side here that will allow or force you to discard two. And then you have this icon here, which will allow you, force you to put two cultists onto whatever location you're at. You can regain your sanity completely when you seal a gate. So when you seal a gate, you get all your sanity back, and then you get to go to the church or the hospital. It's your choice. And the church is right here in Dunwich. Hospital is way over here in Innsmouth, right up there. Now the next step is to do an awakening, and this is revealing the next old one. Now there's another way that an awakening will happen, I'll get to that in a minute, but you go ahead and reveal this here, and then this will contribute some horrible effect that will make the game harder. The other thing to notice here is you see the summoning rating here, so you've got two, two, and then all the way up here, we've got three, three, and so on. That's the amount of summoning cards that you're going to deal after we get done with this step. So just keep that in mind. It always starts at two, and then stays at two for a while and gets progressively worse. 
Now the next two steps have to do with the summoning deck, so we'll do those in order here. So a Shoggoth will appear, and then the Cultists will regroup. Players of Pandemic will be very familiar with this step. Shoggoth will now appear because you're going to take the bottom card here of this deck, and then now a Shoggoth will appear in the junkyard. So over here, we'll go ahead and put a Shoggoth out there. And then the final step of the Evil Stirs card is to take all of the cards here on the Summoning Discard Pile, shuffle them, and then of course put them immediately right back on top of the Summoning Deck. Then we're going to again check the Summoning Rate there and draw that many cards. So to start the game, we're just going to draw two here. So we'll draw these off, and then we're going to add now a Cultist to, in this case, the Church and the Wharf. Go ahead and add one to the Church here for the example. Now let's say we were to go and add a fourth uh, summoning a cultist here. Now in traditional pandemic you have what's called an outbreak. It does not happen. You will never place the fourth uh, cultist here, but now you're going to trigger another awakening. So up here we're going to reveal the next old one up here. So you don't want to let those build up still. There's not going to be an outbreak, but they're going to sort of form a little circle here and then summon an old one. The last thing to notice about these summoning cards, see if I can find one here. This one here at the swamp it has a little Shoggoth symbol there at the bottom. And anytime you draw one of these, it's going to tell the Shoggoths that are on the board to move towards the nearest gate. In this case, we've just got the one Shoggoth here. It's one, two, three spaces away from the gate in Arkham, and then one, two spaces away from the gate in the hospital. If it's an equidistant amount, the players can choose which way it moves. In this case, it's gonna move here. Now, if he ever gets to the gate, is triggered to move again, then it's going to come off the board and escape back into uh, the nether regions. Also worth noting that if the gate has been closed, then the Shoggoth, of course, is not going to move towards it because it's closed. Pretty much all the rules to the game. A couple other points. I'm not sure if I mentioned it earlier, but if all of the investigators are insane at the same time, that's another way that the players will lose. Uh, the other thing is the back of these gate tokens here are normally on the X side, but if you flip them over to the Elder Sign side, uh, that can be done by playing this Elder Sign Relic. And only in that case will it prevent these spawning of more cultists or Shoggoths even in that, that particular town. They're still going to come out unless you play that Elder Sign card. So that is Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu. I actually really enjoyed this game. I was a little bit sort of, I guess you say jaded because it's Pandemic and Cthulhu. And so Pandemic is, you know, maybe one of the most popular games of the last 10 years. And Cthulhu is obviously overused. Uh, but the changes that they made to the game were really smart. And a lot of times they were really funny. Uh, so overall, the game is probably a little bit easier, I guess, than regular Pandemic, maybe a little bit simpler. Uh, the board is not as daunting. There's not as a lot of, uh, you know, interconnections and trying to get from here. And, you know, if I circle down here and pick these up on the way down here and build a trading post or whatever, and then I go through here, it's, there's not really that much of that spatial uh, stuff happening. And you also have the much simpler cards because you just have, you know, blue cards and yellow cards. You don't really need exact cards. So, the hand management part of it is somewhat less, but the timing is still important because you have these cool special abilities that you've got and the cool special effects from the relics cards. And you've got to really try to figure out or try to guess at when is the right time to play those because a lot of those things are really going to require you to uh, roll that sanity die. So if you move through a gate, if you run into a Shoggoth, if you play one of the relic cards, uh, you know, you've got to roll a sanity die. At the beginning, you're like, yeah, whatever, I'll roll a sanity die and you know lose a sanity here or there. 
but as we kind of move along, it's kind of an interesting decision to even go insane in some ways. Because like, well, if you look at the back of this card, I'm not that, you know, it's not that much of a hindrance if I'm insane, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Uh, you know, one of the, incidentally, one of the funniest ones is the driver who can move two spaces if he wants on his move action. And when he becomes insane, he has to move two spaces, I guess, because he's just driving all over the place. Uh, but that's actually really interesting because he interacts with one of the old ones uh, in a cool way where he can kind of like ignore that rule because he's driving and not walking. So there's a lot of those really kind of cool interactions and stuff in the game in terms of like uh, how it affects the mechanics. It's very much like a push your luck kind of thing where you're like, okay, well, we've got this guy out. I've got this ability that will negate that ability or maybe we'll skip the summoning step or whatever. And so you're really trying to just play by the seat of your pants a little bit and then kind of go with the flow. And so it's a little bit simpler in that sense because there's not really as much to sort of absorb sort of from the basic game or the base of the game. But once you have these kind of powers all in play, then it becomes a little bit more to deal with. But that kind of actually slowly evolves over the game. So that's actually kind of a nice thing, I think, for maybe somebody that had never even played Pandemic before or was kind of newer to co-ops. That could be kind of fun because you're like, you move around doing your, your basic stuff and then like, boom, your first old one comes out. And then you've got to deal with the sanity roll and the shotgun. You know, then it gets, it gets more... Uh, crazy and complex as the game goes along and then it'll come down to you know some really fun moments you know as the game evolves you know we've only got two more old ones to flip over and so on so that extra little bit of luck I think is important here and I like the changes that they've made here so I think if you're a fan of Pandemic like a super fan <laughs> then you've probably got this pre-ordered or whatever already um, and if you did not like Pandemic and I know there's people out there that don't like Pandemic. I wasn't really the biggest fan. I love Pandemic Legacy, obviously. That game is ridiculous. But um, I think if you weren't a huge fan of Pandemic, you might still like this. I don't know. It depends on why you didn't like Pandemic for some reason. Most people like Pandemic. But if you're one of those sort of on the fence about it, um, you might still like this one because to me, it's a little bit easier. It's a little more of a gateway kind of thing. Uh, than even Pandemic, I know, but uh, I think there's a certain kind of charm to this one that it doesn't take itself very seriously. The interactions and the different effects really do work well together, so I think you might get a kick out of that. So uh, anyway, definitely take a look at this one. The, again, the production is really well done. In the art's great. Art on all the old ones is really nice. You could paint the minis if you really want. The minis are, are decent, especially for uh, this style of game. Uh, so I definitely recommend this game. Thanks.